Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome as everyone's kind of finding their seats and kind of wrapping up those conversations a little bit. Um, this morning is going to be really just such an enjoyable service, and um, we are so glad that you've chosen to be with us. If you're watching online, we just want to welcome you also, and um, we are going to love on Jesus this morning. He is our beautiful King, and um, so this morning when we were in prayer time, we know, um, we just know that so many moms, they, there's, there's so many components and variables of what can happen in what people are bringing in from their experience this morning. And so we just felt like the Lord wanted to give you a brand new landscape. And um, from wherever you find yourself in that variable and in that component of motherhood. And so um, we know that some of us have lost our mothers. They've passed away. Um, early age, younger age, you know, older age. We know that there are mothers who have long to have children and they haven't had children yet. There are um, the younger mothers who are in the longing and desiring or even moms who have miscarried. So this morning, what we know is that the Lord wants to give tender mercies and shepherd your heart this morning for wherever you may find yourself. But this morning really is an, it, it is an honor to, to women, to Mother's Day. And so will you stand with me this morning because um, God delights in motherhood. He made women to be strong. He made women to be nurturers. He made women to be um, just so many multifacets of who we are. And so this morning, we're going to honor him because in the beginning, he said he made male and female. And there is a beautiful celebration in how we are designed. And so um, let's open up our hearts this morning and just welcome the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning. We thank you, Lord, that whatever the backdrop, whatever the framework of our past is, Lord, that this morning there's just such a beautiful, um, beautiful call in the Spirit, Lord, that you want to give us a brand new landscape, Lord, a brand new landscape. So, Lord, we just say in dry places, in wilderness places, Lord, would you just create a super bloom of your Spirit this morning, Lord, in every way. God, we celebrate mothers this morning. God, we celebrate who you've made us to be, who you've, how you've wired each woman intricately, Lord, to fulfill the role, Lord, of, of mothering. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that this morning. Lord, we bless you and we honor you, King Jesus, for your beautiful design over us. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Let's worship Jesus, y'all.
Would you do this with me? Men, it's going to take a little something. Will you sing this chorus over the women in this family? And women, can we receive? Whether you have a child in your arms or not, you are a mother in some way. We all are. So let's put down our busyness and our taking care of business and let's receive this being proclaimed over us. He is more than enough, forever enough, always enough. But sometimes we need family. It's okay to need family to speak it over us and to pray it over us and sing it over us.
Oh. 
this beautiful worship. We thank you for what you've done for us, Lord, on the cross. We just thank you for us being able to gather together on this Mother's Day and lock eyes with you, dear Lord. Um, we, we just, we love you and we praise you, and it's just such a special time to be able to come together and worship you in Jesus' name. We are now going to do communion. And as I was praying this week and asking the Lord what to share, um, I saw a picture of a mother. She was looking at her child. They were face to face. She had her arms around her child. And I was like, what a beautiful picture. Um, and it had me think, you know, we're doing communion on Mother's Day. And, you know, as a mom myself, um, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my child, for my children. And um, every good parent, they want the best for their children. You know, we, we lay our lives down for our kids every day. Um, there's nothing we wouldn't do for them. And if we as earthly parents love our children with all that sin is, how much more than our Heavenly Father? 
His love for us is so immense. It's so perfect, so pure. And we were created for a relationship with him. And, um, you know, sin, sin came into play, and we had to have an ultimate sacrifice so we could spend eternity with him. So God sent his only son. We think most all of us know John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son so we can have eternal life with him. And uh, Jesus, being Jesus, gave his life up for us. And there's no greater love than that. And it's just so, so perfect. So communion is such a sweet, tender reminder of what Jesus did for us and God's love for us. And the beautiful thing is, as God's children, we have access to his inheritance. We don't have to wait until we're in heaven. We can have it here on this earth. I know all of us are struggling with sickness or family, finances, you name it. In Jesus' name, he took those stripes on the cross for us, and we can walk holy on this earth. Yes. So, um. We welcome everybody to take communion. Uh, we'll let you decide for your kids, you know, if they're ready to take communion or not. But uh, if everybody come to the, the middle aisle and come up and go back to the ends to go back in, we'll start with the front. So Matthew 26, verse 26. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Verse 27, then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Lord, we just thank you for what you did for us on that cross. We thank you for your perfect love, for laying your life down for us. Not only that we can have a relationship with you for all eternity, but that we can live whole on this earth. We thank you, Lord, for healing in, in our bodies, Lord, that we can walk confidently and holy on this earth. We thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us. And we just love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, just want to make sure this morning we're going to do something a little bit fun in honor of our mothers. And um, I just want to make sure first before we do that and kick that off, does everyone have a ticket? All the mothers. All the women in the building, do you have a ticket? Every woman has a ticket? Woot, woot. So we're going to do some raffles this morning. So um, let me bring that up, Dave, with me. So David is going to be my helper this morning. So um, uh, so everybody got your tickets out? Need to make sure you can see them. Everybody got your ticket? Okay. I'm going to just let you draw. So, How many of y'all love getting goodies on Mother's Day? I'll say, I like getting goodies all the time. I don't know about y'all, so. Okay, what the number is, and we're just going to call the last three numbers. Yeah, got it. 
It's going to be um, 915056. 056. Okay. Leah, come on up. You got a um, Mural City um, coffee gift card. And um, I love partnering with local businesses in our city. And we love Zach and Destiny. Yes, so you can't win again. So uh, we love Zach and Destiny um, over at Mural City. Um, we just love their, um, just their love for the community of Dothan. So um, we have another one. Are y'all ready? Let me put this on again. Sorry. So it's going to be 915044. Renetta, woo woo! You are also getting a Mural City gift card. So there you go. You're welcome. Yes, thank you so much. And then lastly, how many of you saw the beautiful bouquet of flowers out in the front when you came in? Um, you may or may not have noticed them, so um, some of us did. But um, there is a beautiful crystal vase that was um, given by the Mitchells. So it's, it's, it's a nice one. I just want to say that. It's a nice one. You don't want to get rid of it. Just keep it forever, okay? Um, and then the flowers are donated by Thistle and Dixie, which is by our very own local business owners in this house, David and Callie Woodham and Gemma. And um, so we just want to say thank you to them. So the, um, the person who's taken home that beautiful bouquet of flowers is, uh, let me get it turned around, right. zero, four, nine, zero, four, nine, <laughs> Woot, woot. awesome. That you can get them, Kathleen, on your way out if you want to, or you can go get them and bring them to yourself. So I think Diane has gotten them. So, so thank you so much for just everyone being with us this morning. We want to um, just tell you Happy Mother's Day. We love all of you guys. Um, if you missed us a little bit this morning when we were kicking off, we know that Mother's Day really holds a lot of different variables for so many of us. And so what we know is that the Lord's, the Lord's heart is for you wherever you may find yourself um, today with that, whether it be a mother who has lost children, um, someone who's lost their mother, someone who's lost the mother of their kids, um, someone longing for children again. And so we just know that the Lord's heart is for you so much, and he has created us with such a beautiful design um, in motherhood, whether it being that we're spiritual mothers. So just know that you are deeply, deeply loved in your call of motherhood this morning. So we're so thankful that you're joining us. And um, we do want to let you know about a couple of um, things that are coming up. If you're new with us this morning, connect on our website, DothanCF.com, and uh, do the connection card. Someone will be in touch with you from our um, team here. And for those of you who love to do summer connections, how many people went last year, went kayaking, and went to the springs, and did some of the fun stuff with us and everything? So we are going to do like round two of that this year. So no one got hurt last year that we know of. So we had a good time. But this is just a great way to enjoy summer connections together, hanging out. Um, we've got several trips planned for June, July, and August. We're going to be having the summer blast off, um, which is going to be happening at Galen's um, Community Pool. All the details are on the um, DothanCF.com website, so you can know what's happening there. And... Um, so that is going to be next Sunday. It's immediately after church. You're welcome to invite some other friends, but what, they've got diving boards, the swimming, the um, sliding board, those kind of things. So just bring what you need for the day at the pool. So we're not providing anything except for our great company with you hanging out and laughing. Enjoy. So, okay. 
Um, thanks so much for giving. Um, generosity is just really a huge value here in this house. And um, you can give online. There's multiple ways. So just thank you for being so faithful in that. Um, we're very, very grateful. And we are going to be right back. Um, oh, whoops, I need to dismiss our youth and our kids. Um, they are going to be going with um, Miss Gay Lynn. And we will be right back with our message. And our youth is also going to be dis- going to be dismissing over to the right. So. All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, obviously, I'm not going to be sharing this morning. My wife is. So um, I want to do a, an introduction. Uh, when we first got called into the ministry, this has been many, many years ago, um, our denominational leaders came in. Um, we were stationed overseas in England. And they came in and they did uh, interviews, which is typical when you begin to go into ministry. And so they interviewed me and asked me questions about my salvation, my views on Scripture, and just kind of the what you would expect. Um, and then they interviewed Karen and they had very different questions. And one of those questions was, um, how do you feel like you're going to be able to support David's call into the ministry? And so she looked at them and she said, I am also called into the ministry. And then they stared back and couldn't think of any new questions to ask her. And so what was beautiful about that was, she has supported me in my ministry my entire life. It's been amazing. She's an incredible woman, of course, and the support has always been there. I've never felt unsupported in my ministry. But the truth is, she also has a calling on her life, as do you, as do so, you know, basically everyone. And, uh, and I think the challenge was, is there was a little bit of, of misunderstanding about the call that was on Karen when we were going into ministry. But the truth of it was, there was also some misunderstanding about the place for women in ministry. And so Karen has been challenged with that the entire 30-something years of ministry, pushed back on that in beautiful ways. She's done a phenomenal job. And I love that she always, when she brings about the, the dignity and the glory of womanhood and what God has brought, not just in modeling it to her, but sharing that with, with others, she never does it by saying, uh, by putting men down, right? She doesn't have to lift women up by putting men down. She always, she always brings women to their rightful place, but she doesn't have to put men down to do that. So I love that about there. I want to read something that is indicative of who she is. This is uh, the inaugural speech in 1994 of Nelson Mandela. It's a quote from it. And, it. and it personifies Karen in such a beautiful way. He said, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is written within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. There's no one that I know of who loves the bride more than my wife. So I just want to pray for her. If you would, just maybe reach your hand toward her, and let's just pray that God would be with her in this message. So Jesus, thank you for caring, Lord. Lord, thank you for who you made her to be. Thank you for her um, for, for formidable spirit, Lord God. Thank you for the power that you put within her. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom and the insight and ways to release that, Lord, 
um, that just brings strength and dignity in the rightful place to people everywhere. So, Lord, thank you for her love for your bride. And I pray as she speaks, Lord, that you would just enlighten every one of our hearts and that we would receive from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, y'all. Um, I am so glad to be sharing with you. And uh, I, I want to kind of open this morning uh, with a picture. I asked Jeremy whenever we got, uh, when I was going to be doing this message, I asked Jeremy, I said, hey, Jeremy, will you kind of put me a graphic together for uh, Mother's Day? And so this is what he came up with. And, um, and I thought, I'm like, you know, I sent back immediately and I put, ha, huh, but no. And um, have you ever had one of those things that kind of just grabs hold of your spirit and it just kind of starts to turn a little bit? And you're like, ah, I probably don't want to use that, but oh, I can't get away from it. And so, so this picture really just grabbed hold of my heart. And I want to share a little bit about why this morning. Um, so um, we have a good time within our team of laughter and um, just having a good time whenever we do these um, getting ready on Sundays. But this picture, if you're familiar with it, was actually taken from World War II. It was a World War II poster. And during World War II, um, majority of men were actually um, drafted into the military. There were 50 million men who were drafted into the military and 10 million men who were actually inducted. And with that occurrence, there left a vacuum of what needed to, um, how production as a society needed to occur. And... During that time, there were about 6 million women um, who took wartime jobs in factories. And uh, there were about 3 million who volunteered with the Red Cross, 200,000 that served in the military, 350,000 answered the call to serve their country. And one of the um, things that was like a really big emphasis during that time for women was, it's your war too. It wasn't like men went off to war and women had no um, part with it, but it was actually your war too. And when I was doing this um, research and just looking this up, there was something that kind of popped up, and it, it was like, what is the longest war in history? And so I thought, well, what is the longest war in history? I'd like to know that. So um, I was looking at that, and there was, a, there was the Reconquista, Reconquista War, and it was the Spanish Reconquest War, and it lasted for 781 years. Did anybody know that? Any history buffs in here that knew that? So, okay. I'm so glad I didn't know that either. So, but now we're all much more informed. So, um, but I just want to remind you this morning that in a natural sense and in man's context, he says that there is a war, the longest war that's been going on has been for 781 years. But I want to just remind us this morning that there has been, um, for us as mothers, there has been a war going on for a much longer time than that. It has been going on since Lucifer, Satan, the devil, was cast out of heaven into the earth. And there has been a war and a battle ever since. So this morning, I want us to know as women, as mothers, and how God has designed us, there has been a war, and I love that the Bible says that the enemy's head would be crushed by the woman, by the seed of the woman, the Messiah coming through the line of a woman. And so this morning, just kind of want to touch on a few things that, have, that, were, that was such, just such an impact for me. Number one, in this, um, 
I just want to go back to that screen, that, that picture. In this, one of the things that really jumped out for me is that it actually says we can do it. I think that women during that day, they gathered, they, they rallied around one another. And honestly, I think through all of society, probably through all of time, women have gathered collectively um, to actually work into um, complement to help one another, to build, to um, be walking into their callings and their purpose that God has always had them and designed them for. And what I love about that is that it said we can do it. It didn't say I can do it. And so this morning, I know for me that I am in a room full of women that are my allies. I'm in also a room full of men who are my allies. And so um, they've mentioned it's like it's never been a competition with one or the other. It's been the complementarianism of how God designed us and wired us and made us to flourish together and how he called us to have dominion and to rule and have authority in this life. And so, um, so what I love, one of the scriptures that I love about this, Psalm 68, 11 says this. It says that the Lord announces the word and the women who proclaim it are a mighty throng. You and I together are a mighty company of women and men together to accomplish the purposes and the will of God. And so what I want to talk about this morning as well is not only do we have great allies together that we actually accomplish kingdom purposes together, that, um, that there is more than just me alone. It is us together. It is we can do it. And for the women of the house, I want to just tell you this morning that Proverbs 31.25 says that you are clothed with strength and with dignity. And I have found in my own life that wherever I have felt the weakest, I have been the strongest because there is a strength inside of me that goes beyond my own natural abilities. And so this morning, that strength is available for you. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of an introduction of my message this morning. It's going to be a short message. We've had a lot going on this morning. So, um, but I wanted to really emphasize a couple of things for us. Um, the title of my, my message is actually My Greatest Ally or our greatest ally, mine and your greatest ally that we actually have. Um, and y'all probably will know where this is leading to just a little bit. So, But we have an ally for helping us. And so I want to just give us a few little pointers of who is this ally. Um, John 14, 16 through 18 says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But the Bible says that you know him. You know him. And it says this, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. This is one of my most favorite scriptures because there is a declaration that is occurring here that in an Old Testament covenant, how the Holy Spirit came upon people that now in this new way of um, what has been accomplished on the cross, that there is a prophecy that has said, not only is the Holy Spirit going to be on you, he's going to be in you. And so for you and I, our greatest ally is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going to send you this counselor, this person to help you. And when I think about an orphan, I think about an orphan doesn't have a father 
He doesn't have the guidance of the voice of wisdom. He doesn't have the voice or the spirit of truth coming to him and telling him what is um, righteous and true. He doesn't have a father speaking his rightful identity into them. So to me, an orphanhood and being an orphan is, is fatherless, but it's because you don't have what a father brings. And um, I know that in this, when Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan, he said out of his, I feel like even for him, that he was where the Bible says he was Emmanuel, God with us. He is wonderful counselor. He knew that we would need to have counsel. We would need to know more than what just our own abilities are. And he said, I'm going to send you the counselor, the Holy Spirit. He's going to be in you and he's going to be with you. Um, Joel 2.28 says this, um, says that afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And even on my servants, both men and women, I want to say that again, even on my servants. Can y'all say this with me? Both men and women. Both men and women. I want y'all to say it out loud. Participate with me. Both men and women. He's pouring his spirit out in the last days. And he says, I will pour out my spirit I will, in those days. And so for us, there is, there is neither male nor female in the new law of the spirit that Jesus said there's neither slave, there's neither Greek, there's neither, or Paul may have said it, sorry, I may have gotten that confused, but there's, there's neither one. And he's making an emphasis here that there is a role and a value of who we are and how God's original design for us was in the garden, and it was to be empowered to have authority and to have dominion. Um, during World War II, uh, what I love is that there were different capacities of allies, because I've talked about allies, and there were different capacities. There were smaller nations. They contributed. They did what they could do. Um, they were larger nations, and they had more um, armament, more power. They were known as superpowers. So for you and I today, as mothers, there is a superpower of the Holy Spirit in you, for you, for your children, for your family, for your neighborhood, for your coworkers, and he wants to be a part of that world with you. And so um, I think about often of how um, the scenario of where I live in my neighborhood is not by accident. We have a Jewish family that lives in our neighborhood. We have a Mormon family that lives in our neighborhood. God is strategic in where he puts you and why he's put you there. And it is for kingdom purposes. It's not accidental. But he doesn't want you trying to do, do things in your own power. He wants you to lean into him and what he has available for you for those around you in the world and the context that you're in. Um, Acts chapter 2 actually was the confirmation. It was of, of Joel chapter 2 of this prophecy being fulfilled. And Peter uh, stood up on the day of Pentecost and he said that this is the Holy Spirit, that he's now in you, he's with you. Um, you can't separate. I love how Jesus said, I'll never leave you and never forsake you. Jesus is actually sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. The evidence of him never leaving us or forsaking us is the, is the Holy Spirit within us. It's his life. It's his spirit. It's him in us. And it says this here, that during World War II, 
Um, just to kind of give you a little bit of an idea of like why the allies are so important and why the superpower of the Holy Spirit is so important and being the greatest ally for us is that during World War II, there was a group of women known as the um, Bletchley Girls. And how many of y'all heard of them? I know there was a show about them, but, um, but they were actually code breakers. And um, they actually intercepted different um, uh, like um, letters and things that were going through, and they deciphered uh, where there would be attacks and things. They actually helped to actually overcome the war. They helped to win the war. So in life, if you've got these things that just seem like, I can't get over that. What's happening? What's going on? Why does it feel like there's these things that are coming in, these attacks from the enemy? The Holy Spirit wants to be a code breaker for you in your life and in the life of your children. And I just want to share a couple of stories from, um, just from, from my own personal experience. David and I, um, we were guardians in, uh, over a young man, and um, it's when we lived in Texas. And he lived with us for about two years, and while he was with us, um, we, we had gone to church on a Sunday morning. We came home, and um, we had lunch, and we took our nap, and... Um, and in that nap, I had a dream. And in the dream, um, I, there was a whole group of us, like David and I and some like other people from our church, we were going through an airport. You know how there's a security system if you've ever traveled and stuff. And so as I was going through the security system, the, um, the alarm we, there was like me and David went through, it was fine. You know, you go through and clear. Well, when um, this young man went through it, all of the alarms, I mean, just started going off like crazy, and he was surrounded by the security, and he was taken away. And um, a few, and in the dream, we were there, and we're waiting. We're like, what's happened? What's going on? Why did they take him away? And in a, you know, in the dream, he came back, and the front of his shirt was soaking wet, for, wet from just having sobbed. His face was all red. His eyes were swollen and everything, and I woke up from that dream. And I told David, I'm like, David, I don't know what that dream is about. I said, but I know the Lord is sharing something with us. Later that evening, we got a call from one of our deacons in the church. And some of you may have heard this story. But I got a call, we got a call from one of the deacons in our church. And he said, can we have dinner? We need to talk. And so we're like, absolutely. And so in this particular scenario, he told us, he said, um, out, we, this is what we found out. We found out that this young man had literally been sneaking out of the house, had been taking our car, pushing it out of the driveway, down the street, and going to this deacon's home where his daughter lived, and we found out that she was pregnant. And so for you guys to just be encouraged in that, that sounds like, a, oh my gosh, but can I just tell you, there are scenarios and there is a spirit of revelation of how he wants to reveal things in life for you. And this was not a, um, like you're in trouble and telling on someone, but it was a warning to be prepared for what was coming and how we could actually handle it and walk with it in grace. And around the dinner table that evening, we were able to share that dream with them and just have a moment of like, just, God, how do we walk through this well with, this, with these two young kids? And... Um, and so I just want to encourage you this morning that 
That is one of the ways. He, he wants to reveal things to you because he wants to be the good father to intercept the enemy's plans in the life of your children, in the life of your coworkers, the life of your family. Another one, just real quick, is um, right after my mom had passed away, and uh, uh, I was just feeling so much pressure. My mom, um, most of you who were here in the church at the time, my mom had stage four cancer that had metastasized to her liver, L4 and 5 lumbar, and um, during that time, I was with her for almost nine months um, in Birmingham, and there was so much pressure in that season. Um, I had just come home, and uh, my mom had passed away at this point, and I had just come home, and it's just after something like that, you're just trying to get your bearings, it feels like, a little bit, you know? I mean, it's like it's one of those gut punches, and um, I can remember having a dream And in that dream, I was walking just on a path with a group of people, kind of like around a lake area where there's cabins and you're kind of in the woods. And I felt something nick me on my ankle. And um, when it did, I thought if that, growing up in the South, we're all very aware of snakes, aren't we, y'all? If we're outdoors, spring and summer, so very aware of that. And so something nicked me on my ankle. And I thought, I need to know if that was a snake, I need to know what kind that was so that I know what kind of antivenom to, to, for the doctors to use. So I reached down, and I grabbed the snake, and it turned around and hissed at me, and I woke up out of the dream. Well, it, before that, so it turned around and hissed at me, and when it hissed at me, I heard the word wolf snake in the dream. And um, I have never, at that point, that's when I woke up, I had never heard of a wolf snake before in my life, and so just meditating and thinking on, Lord, what are you showing me? What are you trying to reveal to me? And um, so I just ask, you know, the great question, is there such thing as a wolf snake? And there is. Um, there, there is a very real, literal wolf snake. And um, it is not dangerous to humans, which um, I thought was very interesting of how the enemy has his ploys and tactics, but they are not dangerous to me because of who the Lord is in me. And um, in that particular moment, uh, what I found out and discovered is that it suffocates its prey. And that was such a kindness from the Lord for me, because in a time and a season when it just felt like that pressure was so strong, and it's really what the enemy tries to do, he tries to suffocate the life out of us in scenarios of when we're just facing the rock, rock face, whether it be with our children or with our families, with our husbands, you know, with extended family. But I just want to tell you this morning that your greatest ally is the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you why. Is that these dreams revealed what I did not know. I want to say that again. They revealed what I did not know with my own understanding, my own abilities, Because my understanding and my abilities are limited, and so are yours. And that is why we need the Holy Spirit. Um, The Holy Spirit is not limited. He's not limited in power. He's not limited in anything. He is limitless. So this morning, we actually have an access to a superpower to the superpower, not even just a superpower. He is the superpower to actually come and intervene in our lives when we need it the most and when the lives of the people around us need it the most because it's, we are limited. You and I are limited.
And that's why we need him. So this morning I have a question for you, and I'm kind of getting kind of pretty close to, to wrapping up. This morning I have a question for you. How big is your box? How big is the box that um, you have put the Holy Spirit in? And what I mean by that, all of us come from different backdrops. We come from different backgrounds um, of, of denominations and what we've heard and what we've known. So is the Holy Spirit and how you understand him, is he, in this, is he kind of contained in that little box? Maybe you know a little bit more and you're a little bit further down and the Holy Spirit maybe is, you got a little bit bigger box. You, you understand and you know a little bit more of the Holy Spirit and how he moves in you and through you and um, the purposes of God for your life. So you understand a little bit more. And I get that we're all going to be in different places on our journey. Um, and then there's the bigger box. And who, I mean, you're like, wahoo, I'm in the big box. I, I love the whole, I want to tell y'all, I love the Holy Spirit. I really do. Um, uh, and I'm not saying that sarcastically. I mean that genuinely. I love the personhood of the Holy Spirit um, because I've seen how he moves and has transformed my own life. I've seen how his intervention has like transformed something in someone else's life. It's almost like when you get on the GPS and you're going the wrong direction and you, she says, you know, you turned left and it was like, no, turn right, turn right. Recalculating, recalculating. The Holy Spirit recalculates people's lives to live in their fullness and their purpose and their destiny. And so I love the Holy Spirit, but I have a question proposed to you this morning. Rather than thinking that the Holy Spirit is in this box, this box, or this box, what if we said there is no box? There is no box for the Holy Spirit. He cannot be contained. He cannot be tamed. I want to say that again. He cannot be contained and he cannot be tamed. And there is something in this generation for us as women, as mothers, that exceeds beyond our own limitation of how we influence the world around us. And I want to tell you, it's powerful. Your children were born for such a time as this. But I want to tell you, as mothers and fathers, you were born for such a time as this as well. And so this morning, for years and years, the church has, um, I love this quote, let me just back up. I love this quote from Bill Johnson. He says, a powerless gospel is no gospel at all. I'm going to say that again. A powerless gospel is no gospel at all. And what has happened for a very long time is that, I just want to share this quote. It says, the gospel is not just a message we repeat. It's not just a message that we repeat, but one we demonstrate. So this morning, what we're going to do is we're just going to be still for a few minutes. And this may be a little bit different for some of you. Um, it may, um, you may be like, well, I don't know. You might start to kind of get, oh, it's like a little bit antsy. And kind of like, oh, when, when is this going to end? When is this going to stop? What are we doing? What's going on? Trust me, you're exactly where you need to be this morning. If you weren't supposed to be here and be a part of this, you wouldn't be here. The Lord knows exactly who you are. He knows what you need. And so this morning, I'm going to extend an invitation to you 
um, a few months back, there was just this beautiful um, invitation of like, do you want more? Do you want more of the Holy Spirit? Do you want to encounter and experience more of who the Holy Spirit is for you and in your life? So what we're going to do is we're just going to put on a song. You can just be still in your seat, close your eyes, listen to the words. It is really about how the Holy Spirit has been a part of this story of creation before time began. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, he's a part of this workings of in and out and in our lives and through us. And the day that we live in to intercept the plans and the schemes of the enemy is going to be a wisdom that comes from above. It is going to be the spirit of truth that comes to you and I. It is going to be a spirit, it's going to be the spirit of revelation, what he's revealing to us about circumstances. So this morning, we're just going to give opportunity to just be still for a few minutes. And I'm just going to ask you, would you say, Lord, I want more of you. Holy Spirit, I want to receive more of you. I want to receive not just some of you. I want to receive all that you have for me. Can I tell you, wherever you are in your journey, there is always more for you. We will never be able to, um, I'm trying to think how David says this, we will never be able to um, apprehend God. He's too big. We can never apprehend Holy Spirit and somehow contain him and put, them in that bo- put him in that box. But in the power of the Holy Spirit, we can apprehend him. We can access him. We can be a part of his plan of who he is in us and for us in the day that we live in. So I'm just going to ask Jeremy to put on this song. And during this, I want you to just close your eyes and worship and just ask the Holy Spirit for more. Maybe you might even want to just open your hands in front of you while you're sitting there and just, Lord, I want more of you. I want to know about my life and my purpose and what you've called me to. How do I fit into your story and into what you're doing in this day in my life? So we're just going to turn that up just a little bit, Jeremy. So we're just going to be still for a few minutes, and then I'll come back and give us some direction, y'all, okay? This morning, um, this morning, we're just going to continue playing that song. If you are hungry for more of the Holy Spirit, I love that um, before Jesus ascended, he told his disciples, wait until you receive power from on high. Not a power of natural and man, but a power that comes through the Holy Spirit. So this morning, if you're hungry, um, if you would like prayer, if you would like ministry this morning, we are going to just open up the front. Our ministry team is going to come, and they're welcome to pray for you. And um, if you need encouragement, if you need healing, um, I love that the Bible says to call for the elders of the church and anoint them with oil, and if they are sick, they will be healed. And so if you have sickness in your body, we want to pray for you. We in this house are trusting the Lord for the power of the Holy Spirit to break through into enemy lines where the enemy has encroached in the lives of people and see freedom and breakthrough for them. I love when we were singing that song this morning of where it says, um, uh, let me just get it, it's the, um, when, since when has impossible ever stopped you. We have people in this room 
that are looking and are facing impossible situations from the help of man. It must come from the help of the Lord. It must. And that's what we're trusting the Lord for this morning. So if you would like prayer or if you're watching online and you would like prayer, you can contact us through our website. And um, we want to just say happy Mother's Day. You're dismissed. We hope you have a wonderful time with family and mothers. Uh, families and uh, um, you're, maybe you're celebrating with your mother. You are a mother. We just want to wish you a very, very happy Mother's Day. And just know that you're so celebrated. You're so loved in this house. And more than that, I love what Marcy shared during communion, that there is a loving Father who just loves you. He gets you. He wired you. He put you together. He has a plan, and it is good for your life. And so we just want to bless you this morning. And if you would like prayer this morning, you can come up front. Um, just make sure for all the women, if you did not get one of these, please um, make sure and pick one up at the back table. I just want to say a huge shout-out to Marcy and Diane for putting these together for us and just loving on y'all so well. Um, if you've already gotten yours, then um, thank you so much. We love you guys, and we will see you next week.